You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome back to another episode of the XOXO After Dark cast. I'm Abby, and I'm here with Kate and the lovely Lauren, who has returned to us at last. Yay, Welcome Lauren. back, I Lauren. I feel like I've been gone for years. It feels yeah. like you've been gone for years. You're we so miss tan. you. I am so I tan. I am working hard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm working hard to be a leather bag. <laughs> well, we'll see how long Wait, you manage to keep that up. Did you see that meme of the woman who was like, look at this sweet little dachshund sleeping under the table, and it was actually a leather bag, and she didn't have her glasses on? Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. No, that's I'll send awesome. it to you. It was really funny. <laughs> and I like that somehow, apparently then she doesn't have a dog, but no, it was somebody, she else's. thought it was a pa- on a oh. restaurant patio. It was oh. a picture. She took a picture and sent it to, I think, her daughter, her son, her child. Oh, that's and great. The, the and they're like, posted mom. it was like, oh my God, my mom thinks that this is a, a dog. That's great. <laughs> By the way, we totally have to put that up on the site. It's that's really fantastic. That I want to see it. Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, maybe we will put that up on the site. And, of course, as always, it is my pleasure and uh, task to remind you to go to XOXOAfterDark.com. We are going, we are just launching a new sweepstakes. So there's some new good books you can win for fall, which is lots of fun. And we always have wonderful interviews and excerpts. We have a post, in fact, from our guest today, because we're going to be talking to... I want to call her Katie, but Kathleen, right? Kathleen. Kathleen Barber. I'll be all grown up because we're <laughs> exactly. talking to her in her professional author capacity. Uh, she's the author of a wonderful uh, sort of psychological thriller, suspense, all of the above book called Are You Sleeping? And we're going to learn more about that in a bit. But she wrote us a great post all about some of her favorite podcasts. So you should check on that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, some great recommendations. And we'll probably try and get some more from her when we speak to her. So uh, make sure you check that out. And of course, always, please, we'd love if you are not already subscribing to us. Um, Please do. And if you are, then we'd love it if you would rate us because that helps other people find all the glory that is the XOXO After Dark cast. <laughs> all the hundreds of you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thousands. 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 Know, thousands. Teasing. Genuine thousands. And we <laughs> appreciate each and every one of you. Um, and with that, we thought, since we're going to be talking to a wonderful uh, writer of Thriller and Suspense, that we would sort of talk about true crime today and those crime stories and what it is that keeps fascinating people about that and why we're drawn to that. Um, Lauren, are you a true crime fan? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I, I think I'm a little scarred from it. From because I grew up in Florida in the '80s, as everyone knows. <laughs> so it was nothing but crime. This, exactly. This may have come up once exactly. or twice. <laughs> Just a wee bit, but no. Adam Walsh like was. A oh, was running he the America's Most Wanted guy? Yes. The son who died. The son. The whole oh. reason that whole right. show oh. exists mm. was in the 1980s. Adam Walsh is a little boy, Mm -hmm. and he was stolen from his family. I think it was at a park. I honestly can't remember. You'd think I would. In out of Miami, Mm -hmm. and oh, I didn't know that was Florida. It was Florida. It was out of Miami, and let me tell you, it started in Miami, and Mm -hmm. of course, all the local news picks it up, and then it went national because this father would not rest. He's an amazing man, and he went on to do that Mm -hmm. show and whatever, and made real. 
real, real changes in our legal systems and police procedures on mm-hmm. how to deal with missing children because of it. And it was all, I mean, that was our greatest fear when we were little. Like, oh, yeah. It put a stop to riding your bike outside and not knowing, your parents not knowing where you were right. for hours. The freedom. It really was, I think, Adam Walsh, if you ask me for mm-hmm. a turning point. Um, so that was a little gruesome for me. I also... <laughs> Back to Florida. I was in school at UF um, for the Gainesville murders. What is um, that? In 91, I okay, believe. Wait. 90 or 91. Are you the Gainesville murderer? No, it wasn't <laughs> me. It was some other psycho. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't like to chop girls up. Ah. It, actually, he's non-discriminate. He chopped boys and girls up. Um, Lauren just uses words. Words, exactly. <laughs> and my cutting glances. Um, no, in 90, it actually was 90. I just started. I was a freshman. And mm-hmm. literally a couple months in um, of my first semester, there was a killing spree. They Yikes. closed the school, and it was oh actually nationwide. And I think he ended the day. I think he killed six or eight people in multiple apartments. And of course, because I did my best Veruca Im- yeah, imitation, a- I was like, "Mommy, I can't possibly take another shower in in the dorm. Yeah. I must have my own apartment." So I had my own apartment for the first time <laughs> ever. And then, and then people just started, started getting murdered. Di- murdered in their apartments. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. So they closed I need the school. To look that up. You really should. It was nationwide. It was a big deal for the right. whole country. And because you know your college kids weren't of safe. Yeah. And so I, I'm a, I have a love hate with it. Um, I think I got back to it a little bit. I was fascinated by that bazillionaire who killed all his wives. Oh, um, what the was that? Jinx. Jinx. Oh yes. yeah, the Robert Durst. Durst. Robert Durst. Durst. That was a great special. Oh well, please. He actually went to jail. Right. And I, of course, lived the OJ. You know, also yeah. in college. Right. So I have a love hate with it. I, I, it's. I'm not one of those people who reads the post every day to right. see who died who and who, who yeah. got killed but I kind of dig it I like a lightly fiction I would say I prefer fiction true mm-hmm. crime is a little real too for close me. to home yeah um, but my first mem- one of my first memories of kind of crimes is the OJ uh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was in, I think I was in, you're going to hate me. <laughs> I was I in heard, yeah. <laughs> I was in fourth grade. Oh, God. I was in college when we were watching school. OJ, like, yeah, drive around the in the Bronco. Yeah, and they let us, I remember that the teacher stopped class and we listened to the verdict come down on the radio. We didn't mm-hmm. have a wow. television in the classroom. And, um, and I remember that I really didn't know. I knew about the Bronco. I knew there was something about a glove. I knew about e- Judge Ito. Like, I knew the words, but I had no concept of what was going on. Oh. But it was interesting when they redid, like, I really liked the Ryan Murphy miniseries. Not the real one on each, not the ESPN the Kuba, real Kuba one. Gooding Jr. one? Yes. Because that was the one that won Sarah all the Paulson. Emmys. American Crime? American Crime no. Story. Right. Yeah. It yeah, won yeah. all the Emmys. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It was so good. Didn't they humanize Marsha Clark in a great yes. way? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, Sarah Paulson did a bang-up job. I think she won. She Emmy. won for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that was so interesting to think about it as an adult because it was so much more, kind of a more important and wider-reaching crime yep. than I, I thought. Because growing up in California, you have like... Um, a car love chases? hate with LA? No, like car chases all the time. All like the car, time. One time there was a car chase in my, not my actual neighborhood, you know, like <laughs> not my subdivision, but my, the part of town called yeah, yeah, my yeah. part of town. Um, Somebody stole a tank. Oh my God. I remember. And drove a tank through Claremont and like no, my friends fr- lived. It's like, scary we, because it turns out you can't, 
stop a you tank. You can't stop a tank. That's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. Especially not on suburban roads. Mm-hmm. Um, with, That's like, hilarious, so, by like, the way. I had, as a child, I had synthesized it as, like, just another wild police chase. Mm-hmm. It was actually so much bigger than that, yeah. obviously. Um, I liked I liked the jinx. I liked I liked making a murderer. I like it better when the bad guys get caught. Yeah. I will say I really loved The Keepers. I don't know The Keepers. That's on Netflix. Oh, someone and was just telling me about that. And it's a series about the murder of a nun who had worked at a all-girls high school. I've heard of this. Yes. Catholic Baltimore, I think. Yes. Some thick Baltimore accents, which I always thought were kind of made up for Hairspray, but in fact are real. Real. You're like, Um, not fake. Not fake. I was like, what are the, should I put the subtitles on? Like, what are you saying? (laughs) Is it worse than a Boston? It was great. No, it was, it was comparable to a Boston on some of the characters. Or not characters, real people to whom this really traumatizing thing happened. I'm sorry. I'm not a monster. Exactly. Um, But yeah, and then the ensuing sex scandal surrounding it, which of course is very hard to watch as a Catholic and as a Catholic who went to all girls high school um, but also the women involved who are now uh, in their I'd say late 50s ish they were allowed and empowered to have much of their own say the documentary really put them it wasn't a lot of reenactment it wasn't a lot of interviewing men who were involved mm-hmm. it was all these women who were kind of reclaiming yeah um their own narratives and so i found that aspect of it very heartening and interesting and it was very compelling um so i guess i do watch more of documentaries than i would read it i would much rather read fictionalized crime stories in like a true fiction yeah. as opposed to true crime but i'll watch a true crime documentary but, so will i but i won't watch like i guess i would watch an upmarket documentary because i won't watch like there's a lot on snapped. a and e and my mom crap. will watch that like and then she murdered her husband and i'm like mom these are literally like 45 minutes long and they always murder the husband, husband. Like, exactly cray. like you gotta stop watching this stuff <laughs> i just realized i was just sitting here going through my head of all the big, big national true yeah. crime the chick who drowned her kids orlando Yates. florida <laughs> ted Andrea, bundy casey oh casey. yeah oh, i confused with casey, casey anthony. anthony but she was california no 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 right? Not JonBenet. This is the chick who literally drowned her three kids. She drove into the lake. Drove into the lake. Yeah, that was Orlando. Then there's Ted Bundy. Also, I think it's. Mm -hmm. I think he was upper Pacific West Side though. No, no, no. He was Tampa and or St. Pete. Huh. And then we can get to um, the. Of course, and there was another good one. There's so many good ones in Florida. I mean, there's a reason Florida. Is oh Rick reputation. likes to read me all the horrible things that Floridians yeah. do on a regular basis. Oh, yeah, remember the like, zombie guy, the bath salt zombie? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> that was Florida. By the way, I heard that bath salt thing was debunked. Really? It's not true. Uh, yeah, yeah. He but good times, crazy? right? <laughs> yeah, I was like, but good times, good times. Is it the heat. I know. Yeah. It's, I think that was stupidity. I mean, I don't it needs to be colder so that everybody goes in their houses and hides. Exactly. People are just out too much. <laughs> you just wander much. the streets all year round. You really can't. Oh, and Trayvon oh, was, well, that was, sort was of a also, different. but still, still yeah. Florida. Still Florida. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Different thread. I still love it. I still love home. And Miami is flooding like crazy. Miami's flooding. Like, People, also, it's, good. it's sinking. It's sinking. Yeah, Florida You're gonna, We're going to have a lot less Florida to worry about in don't a minute. I mean, have you looked up on Google Earth? It's scary. You can see I don't want to see it. Sinkholes? I don't want to see it. I can't. I can't. My I best really friend can't. showed me, and it was terrifying. <gasps> it's like Swiss cheese now. It's like Swiss cheese. Well, you know what? It hasn't made up to my area. I don't care if Miami okay. goes. I like really don't, honestly. <laughs> but Miami. I do care about Key West. Here go our Miami listeners. I would like to go to Key West. Oh, Key West is amazing. Should probably go soon. I know. Get it out of the way. No, I was just home. That's where I was. And yes. it was I was cool. There was no flooding near me. No. Okay. I'm good. 
Good, good. But anyways, what do you? What, what about, about you, Abby? Abby? <laughs> I am not a big true crime viewer. I like a procedural in fiction. Okay, but um, like Law and Order. Who doesn't love it? I know. Based it's on soothing. real stories. Junk, 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 junk. It's SVU for life. Oh, no. Yes. Chris no. Maloney. Chris I did, Maloney. Incidentally, public service, I did fall down a little internet hole that was just pictures of Chris Maloney's butt. Wow. <laughs> Clad, but it's it's oh, an excellent really? butt. It is like. <laughs> oh, it's tight. A bubble butt. He like, always had a good bod. Also, it shout was, out to Olivia Benson. Love her. Who's yes. that? Oh, no. Hate I Taylor Swift's cat. Melissa, <laughs> her. Yeah, Taylor Swift's cat. And also. Oh, Mariska Hardike. I hate her hair. I can't take it. Aw. Yeah, no liking. She's a lady detective. They don't don't have so many hairstyles available to them. Ponytail. Works every Mm -hmm. time. It's tough. I would rather go short than wear a ponytail every day. No way. I think my face looks weird when I wear a ponytail. Uh Uh-uh. You look hot. <laughs> That's not true. You totally look hot. Tune in for a quickie to ponytail or not to ponytail. <laughs> exactly. Um, That's actually is our quickie today. <laughs> right. But weirdly, like, so I don't like to watch a lot of it because I, I guess because I believe it and then it makes scared. me a little paranoid. I mean, you know how the whole thing where we're this sort of nation of fear now, but really it's because we just get all this reporting yeah. and it's crime is actually down right. and it's actually much safer than it ever has been. But that's all we hear about. I had to work on a true crime book because uh, we oh, used yeah, to do books one? of 48 hours. Seven Days of Rage. <laughs> it was that? It was the one about the guy who was making Craigslist Craigslist dates. Killer. The Craigslist Killer, exactly. And so basically, hey, also... Um, stay off of Craigslist, people. This sounds scary out there. But you know, I was looking for a ride share on Craigslist the other day, no. and I was like, "This is how no, I get." No. Yeah, no. This is. They all no. begin with. So I just answered this ad, but so uh, women who want to do some independent sex work basically advertise mm-hmm. on Craigslist as usually massage, yeah. you know, for massage services or whatever, mm-hmm. um, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they'll go and they'll meet at a hotel or whatever, mm-hmm. and. Um, just watching how this guy sort of fumbled his way through this and it was a total fumble like how many he, people did he kill he actually i think just killed the one and then one got away oh well that's not that high that's a not a spree. no because he wasn't trying to kill them it was what? a it was a robbery gone very bad oh, basically no. he his plan i think originally was he wanted just to steal, it, all, steal their all their money and then, that's not very nice they worked hard for that i know exactly i feel like you this really bring I don't to know. a meet and greet. I don't know. You know? I mean, I guess it depends Enough how busy you are. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I suppose I think there was, you know, there's always the plan of like, you're going to, I'm going to, I have a gun and I'm going to take you to the ATM and you're going to give me all your money, you know, that kind yeah, of thing. But, oh my goodness. Um, and he did not wait for justice to be served because he uh, hung himself in prison. So, oh, well. Oh, that's While he terrible. was waiting for the trial. Terrible, wow. but kind I'm of glad. cleaned itself up. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so now it just gave me like, okay, so also be afraid of hotels and Craigslist. Okay, check. Well, before you know, I before we even leave the topic, I just have to give a shout out to Anne Rule, who we published oh, yep. for so long. Yeah, she They've really invented the genre. Yeah, invented the genre, and she really is that good. Like now, true. Her, her editor loved her. Oh, like, loved yeah. her books. Everyone loved and her. her. She was a bestseller, mm-hmm. and she was really truly great, and she was thoughtful, mm-hmm. and she really did dive deep and did the research herself yeah. and you know she really what was the case she broke out? Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy. because she Bundy. knew him yes yes oh. she was like friends with him right oh, I, I think she that. something I, like that I think yeah she did know him somehow and then I believe she interviewed like I mean I think her research was one-on-one right. and then and, she parlayed that into a career of other yeah. uh true crime but yeah total grand dame of the space like that's, oh she's so good that yeah. is true crime Rip. Yeah. now do Rip you and, and a champion for victims after Absolutely. as I understand it she you know, felt very like Adam Walsh responsible for 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and do you think it it is um, a betrayal of the genre for a true crime piece to remain unsolved at the end? Because that's a big debate, I think. Some people feel like it can't really be called true crime if they don't solve it. My friend who's a true crime editor says she will not acquire a book where the ending isn't, where the verdict has not been handed down. Interesting. Because otherwise she feels it's unsellable as a book. Hmm. I I think it might work differently in news video because I feel like you can bring so much to the table there that Mm -hmm. you can't necessarily add in a print true crime. But actually, too. But yeah, I want. At least some. Yeah, something. But to counter, which is where I do think we should end before we jump to, to Kathleen, serial. Yeah. There was yes. no end. And no, I that's think, true. I actually think and that's I found what, it weirdly frustrating. <laughs> right. I think that's what invigorated true mm-hmm. crime in our time. Yes. Because people can debate what they think. People get to write their own, because with serial, with making a murder, um, there are, with Jinx even, although that was a little more clear cut, People get to say, oh, I think they were innocent. People are calling it true innocence mm-hmm. is that genre. Oh, interesting. Um, which I've only heard maybe once or twice. I don't actually remember who told me that or maybe I read it online. But I think that's very interesting because there's room, like my dad who is a big lover of like justice mm-hmm. and right and wrong and mm-hmm. good guys black getting and there. Black and white. We watched, I turned him on to Making a Murderer and he and my mom watched the rest of it. It's like six or seven hours long. And he was worked up. He was like, like "I can't <laughs> believe we don't know what happened. What's what happening? is ha- like? What is right? What is wrong? wrong? Were they framed? I don't know." <laughs> he was like reading articles about it and sending them to me, oh, that's which so cute. I love because it was something we could talk, talk about, about and debate. Exactly. But also, I think it was very frustrating for him yeah. because he likes to know that justice is being served. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, Kathleen deals with this. Because, again, she has a serial-like podcast running through her entire Mm -hmm. storyline. And there is a lot of online debate. And I think that people have a voice in a way that they never did before versus when Anne Rule Mm -hmm. used to do these books that were published and people would wait on tenderhooks. There was no internet to get on and debate. There's no 24-hour news cycle with Nancy Grace. Exactly. There's no Twitter. Yeah. So there was no way to really get involved in a way this is personalizes it to a certain mm-hmm. extent mm-hmm. i really think should we give katie a call and ask her her two cents worth absolutely let's do we will be right back welcome to play it a new podcast network featuring radio and tv personalities talking business sports tech entertainment and more play it at play.it you're listening to xoxo after Darkcast. All right, we're back. And we actually have a special surprise. Before we call up uh, Kathleen Barber and talk about Are You Sleeping? We are going to let you hear a little bit of the book because it is also available on audio. So uh, sit tight, take a listen to this exclusive audio excerpt of Are You Sleeping? The website was still there, still advertising a podcast that promised to reconsider my father's murder. I frowned, confused. There was nothing to reconsider. Warren Cave murdered my father. He was found guilty and he received his punishment. How could this Poppy Parnell, this woman whose name made her sound more like a yarn-haired children's toy than an investigative journalist, spin an entire series out of this? Taunting myself, I hovered my cursor over the Download Now button for the first of the two available episodes. Did I dare to click the link? I chewed my lip as I wavered, took another gulp of wine to steel myself, 
and clicked. Ellen called just as episode one finished downloading. Gripped by morbid fascination, I nearly declined the call in order to listen to the podcast, but I shook it off and answered the phone. Ellen? Do not listen to that podcast. All right, so that was a little taste of Are You Sleeping by Kathleen Barber, who is now on the line with us. Thank you so much for talking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. So I'm going to kind of kick the ball over to Lauren, because she, of course, has a special relationship with you as the editor of this book. And uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about your writing inspirations and your new book. And I'm sure after hearing some of that and talking to you, people are going to dash right out to go buy that. Well, you know... it is true. I am a little biased about Are You Sleeping? Um, I, I really loved this book from the moment it came across my desk. I just thought it had such a fresh, fresh, fresh hook. It really, the way we've been talking about it um, in all of our materials was really serial meets um, in a dark wood, which is really a, a really great thriller that's working for us right now. Katie, what gave you the whole podcast serial idea and how to incorporate it into a book? What was, was it serial? Was it just that simple that you really felt like you wanted to do that in a book? Yeah, you know, so I had actually been writing stories about these characters for for a while, but I could never really find what I considered to be the right storyline for them. Um, And then I was listening to serial and it just kind of hit me that like, aha, this is the story that, that they've been waiting for. Um, but when I started listening to Serial, I, I got really, really into it. You know, um, <laughs> like, I, I couldn't stop. Um, my, my brother was actually the one who introduced me to it, and I think he kind of got a little, um, I think he kind of regretted that at one point because I was just, like, calling and texting him all the time, like, well, did you, like, listen to this? Like, what do you think about <laughs> this? this. Um, so I was just like... So, so obsessed with it. Um, we and, actually uh, were saying that right before you we, we had you on. Mm-hmm. There's something so engaging about today's true crime and something like a serial in a way that we've never had that ability to before. It really personalizes it for you and gives you a real chance. Kate was doing it with her dad and they were actually mm-hmm. debating things. Um, so yeah. I totally hear you. Yeah. And one of the interesting things is like, about this kind of these kind of stories that are happening like right now is that you know with it, with all the things on the internet like like Twitter and everything you can just get on and start debating with with strangers too um, <laughs> so it's like people are like connecting over this it's, it's really interesting yeah. did you know how are you sleeping was going to end before you wrote it or did it come to you as you evolved Actually, um, you know I, what? Let me stop. Yeah. I have to back up. Okay. Can you tell our listeners yeah, what, what Are You Sleeping is, is really about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Give yeah, us a little yeah, mini yeah. encapsulation. <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, Are You Sleeping is a book about a woman named Josie who has spent the last 10 years really trying to distance herself from, from her family and who she had been before. Um, she, she goes as far as changing her name. Um, her, her father had been murdered, her mother ran away, and her twin sister betrayed her. So she really wanted to put some distance between them and her. Um, and she thought that she'd done that. Um, but then this kind of like mega hit podcast emerged where the, where the host was reinvestigating the murder of her father. And so that kind of like sets off a chain reaction where it opens a lot of old wounds for Josie and her family. 
um, and kind of like forces her to confront a lot of things that she'd rather not confront. I, again, ooh, just hearing it, I love it so much. <laughs> um, and then back to my question, did you know the ending before you started Are You Sleeping? Or did it was it something that revealed itself to you as you wrote? You know, I, I actually knew the, knew the ending when I started writing. Um, okay. I did actually, I, I ended up writing a couple different endings, though, just because I wanted to, like, make sure that it actually was the, the right one. Um, mm-hmm. But I didn't necessarily like the other ones that I'd, I'd tested out, and I, I felt really strongly that the one that I, that I ended up going with, that I'd started from the beginning, was, was the way it was supposed to be. Good. Um, of course, we've got Josie, as you just mentioned, but she has a sister um, who betrayed her. Um, <laughs> she's actually a twin. Um, why do that? Why twins? Why did you do Because I find them fascinating, especially in fiction. Mm-hmm. Why them? Did you know someone like that? Why twins? No, you know, that, that's, that's actually interesting. Um, my, I was actually just talking to my brother about this last night because he asked me the same question, and I was like, you know, I don't actually know any twins. Um, but I, I've always just kind of been, like, fascinated by the idea of of twins and how there are two Connected. people who are probably, yeah, and they're probably closer than, than anybody else, you know, like any other siblings or friends or family members. Um, so I, I was really fascinated by the idea of these people who are so close and then who had a falling out and ended up going in completely different directions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it really adds a whole nother dimension to this book. Yeah. Um, I love, like, I'm not as much of, like, a crime person, but I love broken sister relationships. <laughs> we talk a lot about our own families on this podcast, and I'll just leave it at that, but I'm always fascinated by, like, ooh, sister, like, the people that you think are supposed to be the closest when they're not, and that's the rift mm-hmm. I always find fascinating, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, what did you, I guess, would you say you learned about because there is so much social media, you do have a real commentary throughout the book about this this case. Um, what did you learn uh, from the media or, or about the media while you were writing? Are you sleeping? Yeah. Well, um, so before I started writing, I had never really put too much thought into how I kind of consumed these stories. Um, not just like the serial podcast, but you know, before that. Um, I had been really interested in, like, the Jumpany Ramsey murder and, oh, yeah. um, you know, stories like that. And I had not really put too much thought into the fact that not only were there people on the other side of it, right. but when these things are, like, being, when these things are going on, like, television and being discussed on the Internet, the family's seeing that also. Right. Um, yeah. So when I, after I'd, like, written the book or while I was writing it, it really kind of like forced me to like stop and think about all of the other stories that I see on the news and mm-hmm. you know how, how there are real people and it's really affecting them. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. Uh, yeah. How was it to switch gears? Although I guess it's all fictional, but how was it to switch gears from from writing kind of the narrative to doing writing the parts that are the podcast? You know, I actually found that really difficult. <laughs> yeah. I I always had to go back and do the podcast portions at a time when I was like only working on the mm. podcast portions. Because mm-hmm. um, usually when I when I write, um, well, I, I start by writing scenes that really speak to me. But otherwise, I try and go chronologically because it's just easier than for me to like keep track of what has been revealed thus far and and what still needs to come out. 
um, but but the podcast I always had to like put in brackets and be like podcast here. That's <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, Deal blah. with podcast like, later. Yeah. You know what's so yeah. funny to hear that it was really hard for me to edit too. Like mm-hmm. I. Yeah really i think you might have gotten no notes on those sections um, <laughs> like, these look fine these yeah. are good it sounds, I like like a podcast. it sounds like a podcast but she even goes beyond that there's facebook posts mm-hmm. twitter mm-hmm. tweets and things and i just it's all noise to me so i i had a really hard time editing them as well um one of the great things that one of my favorite things about this book the concept the characters but there are so many twists and turns. I honestly, I, I can't even talk about them. I don't know why I went down this road. <laughs> I know you can't <laughs> say because anything I about like, it. Because I will not ruin it for our readers. But all I can say is there are things that Kathleen does in this book that I didn't see them coming from a million miles away. And then the book goes in a whole new direction. Um, But not only is it sister relationships, it's mother-daughter relationships. It's actually the mother, Josie's mother, and her sister's relationships. Mm -hmm. It's uh, relationships between husband and wives. That's her cousin and her husband, who, by the way, my favorite, favorite, favorite character (laughs) is Josie's cousin. Um, And then there's Poppy Parnell, who is for for those of you who don't know who she is she is the um actual um host of the podcast she's like the sarah caning she is but she's actually more smarmy Mm. i would say (laughs) wouldn't you say our poppy's a little more yeah Yeah. she's more um it's ambitious kind of like she you know she's ambitious you can feel her being like i'm gonna make my bones with this podcast she is but you know what there's also something to her that I do believe, and that's, again, one of the great credits and why I'm so excited about this book by Kathleen, is she is that. She is ambitious. She does want to be famous. But I do think that there's something about her that wants the truth and mm-hmm. believes mm-hmm. in the truth and believes in this and getting to the bottom of it. She makes no bones about wanting to get to the top, but she mm-hmm. makes no bones about wanting to know who, who is right and who really did mm-hmm. kill Chuck Berman. And yeah, I, I think, oh, sorry. No, I, no, I, think, no. I think Josie kind of sees like Poppy as, as the villain of the mm-hmm. story, but I definitely think that Poppy sees herself as, as the hero. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, she, yeah. she thinks she's out there doing the right thing, um, kind of no matter how she gets to the end. <laughs> now I'm imagining you writing the poppy version of right. this. Are you sleeping? Will be. Are you listening? And are you listening? Uh, exactly. And it will be intrepid reporter uncovers dark secrets. Or- Don't think that sequels <laughs> starring Poppy have not been suggested to oh. us. By the way, I, I, they will remain unnamed at this juncture. But down the road, I'm going to slip it into one of my podcasts about who has suggested that. Um, but again, I, I can't, every single person I gave this book to, from my friends to their my friends' mothers to uh, our, our CEO just asked to read this, um, mm. basically cannot put this book down. It is quick. It, the characters are so compelling. They're so fresh. They're so different. And it's like a podcast that you can't stop listening to. I, I you know, it's really, I, I can't credit you enough. And it's a debut. Uh, did you ever you. I know right is this really the first time you sat down and like put a manuscript together or do you have other books oh. in your desk yeah no I, I have so many so many like most, mostly like half finished books um, th- this is the first one that I actually 
really was able to to sit down and like do end to end and really polish mm-hmm. and and actually be really proud of. But I mean, I have I have binders and binders <laughs> of like half started books. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a um, a crime that you feel or a, or a an area in sort of crime podcastry that you feel is beyond the pale like is there some part that you wouldn't touch or that just you don't think is um is uh, doable passe. narrative not really passe but more like just don't go there yeah. right let's gone too far yeah yeah so um there there are definitely some of the true crime podcasts that i haven't even listened to because i mm. i've seen other people discussing online about how some of them use um, like nine one one tapes oh. and stuff, and I, I just think that's yeah. really, really crossing a line. Huh. Um, I agree. So I, I don't listen to any of those episodes. Why? Why, why, why do I think Kate wants to know, I why. know why? Um, just because it it feels more like voyeurism. Well, yeah, and the, so when somebody's when somebody's reporting on on a tragedy, they're, mm-hmm. they're still kind of like. In a, in a lot of ways, they're still exploiting it, but there's still kind of like that filter of having, you know, the the reporter bring it to you. Whereas when these podcasts are largely like packaging it as entertainment and mm-hmm. then yes. taking the actual the actual calls from the people involved and, and airing them, it just it feels it wrong feels to, me too. to me too. If you hear the horror, the panic of a mother whose child is X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. dead dying, mm-hmm. stolen. Missing. It is raw fear, raw hysterical. You know, it's just so real mm-hmm. and it is being exploited for commercial mm-hmm. for our pleasure. I, I our entertainment. I don't I, I, I don't disagree. I just am curious that that's where we draw the line. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's in the context of how are you using it rather than the thing because it's uh I was at the museum in DC some time mm-hmm. ago and they had a lot of 9-11 coverage oh. and mm-hmm. some of that was the 911 tapes mm-hmm. and I remember yeah. them being aired and I was like I don't want to hear them I don't want to listen it was and you could hear it and it was even in the context mm-hmm. of an educational sort of historical presentation mm-hmm. there's there's something about audio that's so real intimate it's very yeah. pervasive at and, the museum here as well the 9-11 yeah mm-hmm. and um I think for me, I was like, too close, too close. No, yeah. See, I don't have yeah. that aversion to it. I'm, so obviously, I'm not saying it's okay definitively, but mm-hmm. that to me was not. It, 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 it was a historical artifact. The and pale. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just curious. Katie, or sorry, mm-hmm. Kathleen. Um, <laughs> okay. you, what, you wrote a list of your favorite podcasts um, for our mm-hmm. site. Thank you, thank you. Yes, we appreciate. Yes. Um, share with our listeners here, um, what are some of your favorite podcasts uh, that you would recommend? Yeah. Um, well, one of the ones that I mentioned um, on on the site was Reply All, which I really enjoy. It's um, it's kind of a podcast about the internet. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of really kind of strange stories happening on there, so I really enjoy that. Um, I also yeah. mentioned Overdue, which is which is about books, and there's <laughs> like books you should have read. Um, oh, that's great title. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, it's it's really fun. They kind of cover everything from like classics like Wuthering Heights mm-hmm. to um, like Christopher Pike books um, and some like Choose Your Own Adventure books, um, oh, which is also no. fun. Um, so I enjoy those. I do enjoy um, some different true crime podcasts. Like um, I, 
I like to listen to Missing Maura Murray, which is about a disappearance of a woman named Maura Murray. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I enjoy that. Um, it sounds And there's great. a podcast that's actually kind of more local to where I grew up. Um, it's called Suspect Convictions, and mm. it's kind of investigating the um, conviction almost 25 years ago, 25 years ago now um, wow. from a man who was convicted for murder who has successfully appealed his conviction twice and oh, wow. is awaiting his third trial now 25 wow. years later so oh my really gosh why so do you think he's do you think he's innocent is he or um you know i i am not convinced that he's innocent but i i certainly do think that there are a lot of things that happened that made the convictions mm-hmm. um suspects and yeah. you know i I went to law school, so I'm really into everybody having like their their zealous advocacy, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so I, I think he definitely did not get that. So I'm glad he's getting into trial. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Have you been inspired now to start a podcast of your own? <laughs> no. <laughs> or to never start a podcast of your own? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, check, a, check. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> it, it, it really is a lot of work. It is. It's easier if you have producer Pat actually doing all the techie stuff yeah. for you. But. Exactly. Well, I, I'm keeping, I, I want to keep Katie uh, busy writing her next novel for Okay, us. fair, yeah. fair. You know, that's where I want her, uh, her, her attention right, to Lauren's lie. Lauren's all ixnay on the I podcast. Was like, yeah, I was like, be quiet over there. <laughs> um, well, I think uh, it's about time for our quick and dirty Bernard Pivot questions. Katie, um, are you ready? Yes. Okay. How do you prepare yourself for being creative? What's your ritual or do you not have one? I, I don't have a ritual. I just, um, you know, if I need a cup of coffee, I'll get a cup of coffee. If I need water, I'll, I'll get water. But otherwise, I just kind of like grab my computer and a pad of paper and um, usually my like noise canceling headphones and and sit down. Got it. What place is the most conducive to working? I've recently started working at a coffee shop not far from where I live that I really enjoy because they actually roast the coffee beans there. Yeah. Oh, it probably like, smells yeah. amazing. Yeah, it smells delicious and it makes this kind of like white noise that kind uh. of like blocks out all the other oh. all the other people. It's it's really conducive to writing. Uh, do, what time of day do you like to work, morning or night, or in the middle of the day? Um, I am definitely a morning person, um, but I usually work during during the usual work day. Got it. How do you take your coffee? Black. <laughs> well roasted. <laughs> well roasted and black. <laughs> yes. You know, I yeah. just f- I have to tangent because I'm so obsessed with it now. I just found this um, draft coffee. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. It's like, it's it's... I just had a black and tan with one today, but it's half iced coffee, and then it's half this draft. It looks like a, a beer on tap, uh-huh. but it's all huh. cream and coffee, like, <laughs> frothed up into... <laughs> Lauren's actually huh. drinking Guinness. She's exactly. It looks and tastes like Guinness in a certain way. It's so good. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, I want to go sounds, see. That sounds really wonderful. Everyone needs... Next time you're here, Katie, I'm taking you. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, what's your go-to snack? I really like peanut butter. So anything anything I could put peanut butter on, like a rice cake or mm. a piece of celery or an apple, I'm I'm yeah. all about that. That sounds very healthy, Katie. Exactly. I know. Like you know, they make peanut butter cups where they just put it in the <laughs> chocolate, right? I, you know, I like those too. Exactly. <laughs> Who's your favorite collaborator? Or do you even have one? I'm. I'm not, I guess I'm not certain what that question means. Meaning, do you brainstorm your book, um, an idea for a book, um, oh, okay. with someone? 
Um, you know, my, my brother is usually ah, the best person for that. I love it. He, um, <laughs> he's, he's the one that introduced me to cereal, and he has a lot of, like, really good ideas. Um, when I was trying to come up with some different ideas to shoot over to Lauren not too long ago, um, yes. he was the one poking, poking all the holes in the ideas that I was coming up with and then, like, helping me create better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you do to pro- procrastinate? Oh, well, I read the entire internet. <laughs> oh, fair. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> the whole thing. That is so funny. Um, what's your best trick for overcoming creative block? Um, a little bit of exercise, I think, usually usually mm-hmm. works. All right. Just a little bit of sweat. All right. Mm-hmm. And I guess our final question would be, what's the best, because you wrote one, thriller slash suspense novel you've read recently? Or what do you want to recommend to someone? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I read Ruth Ware's The Lion Game not uh, so long ago, and I, I love that one. It kept me up all night. Oh. Um, so I, I was really excited to see that one come out because I, I love it. Oh, well, nice. it's, I, I love to hear it because, uh, of course, she's a sister author of ours. <laughs> so, well, Katie, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, listeners, go out and get Are You Sleeping? I promise, promise, promise you will not be disappointed. It will keep you up all night. <laughs> thank you so much well, thank for you joining for us. Me. Thanks, thank Kim. You. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. All right, we're back. And if I weren't already um, totally obsessed with Are You Sleeping, I certainly would be now because uh, she sounds terrific. And yeah, the only thing I don't know is how do you manage to write great books and still listen to all of the great podcasts that she I have no about. idea. She's like brilliant. Like that's uh, the other thing about. I know. That's the sad thing is the answer to all of these questions when we meet these wonderful people who do all this great stuff is how do they do it? And it's all just be really regimented smart, <laughs> smart time be really mm-hmm. smart and then use your time wisely and get up early and i'm right. like oh mm, yeah I don't, can I don't we do we need to things. book some more people i have to go to bed at 9 like, 30 every night like mostly i lie around in bed with a bottle of wine and then i write for an hour and then i go out that's <laughs> where where we find that person exactly <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's one of these writers i have a game for us okay. and i will i will be the master of ceremony so okay. it's going to be uh lauren and kate, kate. mano a mano is mano it a guessing game it is a, it is a guessing game and Great. what I have done, uh, it's not true crime related, except maybe these are crimes against reviewing. Okay. What I have done is wandered about Amazon, and I have selected some one-star reviews for certain classic works. Hmm. These are all classic. All in, in fact, true crime? They're, no, they are not true crime. Okay. They are just classics, in, and they, frankly, they're all, I think... They may all be public domain by now because okay. I wanted to make sure no feelings would be hurt okay, in the got it. gaming of this game. So the authors are dead. So the authors are dead. And um, the uh, one-star reviews are real. Great. So I will simply read them. I and like this we game. Have to Ring we have to in and you have to book. guess the yeah. book. Okay. Got it. Okay. So the first one. I realized the importance of this book as it was one of few first female writers. But in nowadays, it is just boring, harlequinish housewife's Pride gossip Pride and Prejudice. Book. Oh. Yes. <laughs> yes, Pride and Prejudice it is. Boring Harlequinish Housewife's Gossip Book. Mer. I wanted to go Jane That's Eyre, sad. but it's not that either. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay. This one's a little bit longer. Okay. I admit, I skipped this one in high school. <laughs> After making my way through the Scarlet Letter and Little Women in Succession, I just didn't have it in me to tackle this one properly. Hmm. After years of remorse over skipping a great American novel of deep allegorical meaning, and after getting my Kindle, I figured I'd make my literary mind right. 
you know, sometimes we're wiser than our years when we're in our teens <laughs> and don't Finn. really appreciate our decisions. Not Huck Finn. Man, did I have it going on then. All right, I get it. It isn't about a whale hunt. There oh, Moby Dick. <laughs> Ooh, that you are <laughs> that exactly right. It's Moby Dick. Call. That was a photo finish. Yeah, I'm giving you each a point. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Uh, this was honestly the most confusing book I have ever read. <laughs> All the details are hidden and reversed as a way of creating tension, but not enough is revealed to actually make you want to find out the details that are hidden. Hmm. I haven't seen the movie, so perhaps Catch that's 22. part of it. But I managed to get the whole way through the book without understanding a single character, anyone's motivations, <laughs> or what the Falcon was anyway. Oh, <laughs> a Maltese Falcon. <laughs> Darn it. Yes, good. All tied up. I tried extremely hard to read this. I really did. I had attempted this once when I was about 12 or 13, and much like then, I find it to be precious and saccharine. To kill a mockingbird. No. I can't make it past the opening when their mother reads their father's letter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> favorite book of all time. This person is wrong. I, well, I, let's just say I did look up this deliberately to okay, like see how you would react. Exactly. <laughs> okay. For a classic, I found it difficult not to fall asleep. In a word, boring. Wow, this is a really big <laughs> throw line this. on these. <laughs> I love this. The writer's devise of telling the story through the character's daily diaries creates its own daily unnecessary diaries. pace killer. Suspension of disbelief in title characters, mystical powers, is not as difficult as suspension of disbelief in his pursuer's dedication to their diaries. Close. While in the midst of a life Dracula. of death, man had... Yes, yes. it's Dracula. <laughs> yes. Van Helsing's sappy infatuation yes. with Mina is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Oh, no, I like Dracula. The story <laughs> premise is worthy of a writer who's a better storyteller. To be fair, I didn't like it either. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> you right. agree. Um, and our last one, so I wait believe a minute. Is we're she four one up? I think she's four to two now. No, I got Maltese. And I got... And um, we gave you a point on Moby Dick because yes, you tied. Yes, and then I but got she another got pride one. Moby, Maltese, and Little Women. No, I didn't get Maltese. I got Maltese. Oh, sorry. You're right. And I got the other one, Little Women. Little Women and Dracula. No. There was one more I got. You did not get. You got. maybe it was Moby. Well, it's the two. It's Moby. You got Moby and (laughs) you got Maltese. So it's uh, two to four. Fucker. <laughs> All right. But you can narrow that gap with this last one. This ah, is our last one. It's a daily double. Yes. Da- <gasps> okay. Yes. Daily double. Double or nothing. Rude. I am so glad that most authors do not write in this style anymore. I only read this book because I am completing a reading challenge and I had to read a classic romance. I had tried reading book from this time period before and I didn't enjoy them. So I knew this was going to be a difficult one. So many Jane of the characters Eyre, are with the wind. overly dramatic and make horrible t- decisions. Both good guesses, but no. There were numerous times I wanted to throw my book out the window because the characters Wuthering were Heights. just plain stupid. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Wuthering Heights. Ah, and a triumphant six Could you to have two. gone Bronte and all the classic chick books? I don't like any of those. <laughs> I'm like, damn you. Okay, well, maybe, maybe you wrote one of these one-star right? reviews. It could have been me. We should play this game again. Yeah, I like should. this. We will like play it this game I again. I think it's I a think great it's game. Fun. What do we, is it guess that bad review? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's uh, I don't know, stars of the one-stars. Stars of the one stars i like it all right well we hope you give us five stars when you review us on itunes and we hope that you will also go out and read are you sleeping and we think you are going to give many many stars to that as well so um have a great day stay safe out there (laughs) (laughs) and remember that the best conversations happen happen after after dark. dark